Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Phillies Today. Oh, man, it's a weird one. Yes, the Phillies lose yesterday. I was actually in attendance at this game. Um, it was a beautiful day. It was uh, like the perfect weather for baseball. Um, I sat in the 400 level right over home plate. Saw it was perfect weather. It was a beautiful view. It's a great day for baseball. Phillies lose. But we get a milestone in Bryce Harper's 300th career home run. What a moment. At the end of the day, the Phils still take two of three from the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Going to get to all the usual stuff. We'll give key moments to recap from uh, yesterday's, uh, you know, bit of a heartbreaker at the end. But the Phil's still still a fun game to to witness, uh, especially live in person for me. Um, if it, I mean, if you watched it at home on TV, it was probably still incredible to you know to witness Harper's home run, even Trey's home run. That was fun. Um, ending not so much, but uh, we'll get into the key moments recap, game takeaways as always, series takeaways. Um, for sure as well. Uh, and then we'll preview the series against Milwaukee. It's going to be uh, an interesting matchup as Milwaukee has the same record as the Phils, and they're also hot um, winners of their last uh, eight of the last ten. Um, I think it might be nine of the last 11, too. So uh, they're hot. Uh, then we'll get to around the league per usual. Um, and with some news and notes, we'll update you on uh, Ranger Suarez and Christian Pache uh, as the rosters expand from 26 to 28 players. So we'll talk about that um, in just a few minutes. So I want to start today with the Phils do lose to the Angels 10-8. to 8. Would have felt a little better to sweep, um, you know, uh, Shohei Otani and the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. But nonetheless, Phil still take two of three. I mean, you can't be, like, upset at, you know, winning a series. Uh, more often than not, like, there's there's nothing to be upset about when you can, when you still win the series. Yes, there's, you know, there's an opportunity. Um, Craig Kimbrell blows a save, unfortunately, in the ninth inning. And the Phillies do lose the game by a score um, of 10-8. to eight. But so let's get into the key moments and recap. Uh, top of the second inning, Hunter Renfro um, doing what he does best. He's a power hitter, two run homer uh, to left field to make it 2 0 Angels. Bottom of the second, uh, bases loaded, RBI single for Johan Rojas. Uh, Bryson Stott would score 2 1 Angels. And then later in the inning, bases loaded, uh, Garrett Stubbs would ground out, but Alec Bohm would score uh, from third and tie it up at two. Top of the fifth, Andrew Velasquez uh, with the sack bunt. Hunter Renfro would score. Uh, th- it would be a three to two Angels game, um, and then they were not done in that top of the fifth inning. They'd tack on a few more. Uh, Shohei Otani with the RBI single. Uh, Andrew Velasquez would end up scoring four two Angels, and then Brandon Drury uh, to make it a five to two lead uh, would hit an RBI single, and Nolan Shanwell would score. Um, so bottom of the fifth though. Half an inning later, Nick Castellanos uh, with an RBI single to right field. Trey Turner would 
score, and the Angels' lead would be cut to two. And then bottom of the sixth, Trey Turner, three-run bomb, majestic bomb to left field, six to five Phillies lead. It was feeling good. It was feeling like man. This game's going to go in the Phils' favor. They're going to make a statement with the sweep. I know mean, the Angels aren't great, but they can make a statement with the sweep, but they don't. Six to five. Uh, but top of the eighth, Hunter Renfro hurts the Phils again with his third and fourth RBIs. Two RBI single, seven to six Angels. And then bottom of the eighth, Bryce Harper comes up to plate and he does what he does best hits a mile high bomb. 300th homer of his career, and we're going to get to it in just a bit. Um, for a two-run shot, that would make it an 8-7 to seven game. Do what Bryce Harper does, 8-7. to seven. But top of the ninth, it was a great moment with Harper, but Luis Franjifo, who has killed the Phillies this series, sack fly, Trey, Scabbage, Trey Cabbage would score, eight all game, whole new ball game. And then Brandon Drury, two-run homer, opposite field, 10 to 8 LA and they would win that uh win it by that score 10 to 8 Phillies would not be able to come back in the ninth so the Phillies do take two of three from the Angels do lose yesterday but they take two of three and again um gonna get right to my takeaways here number one uh and I really want to touch on this because it was such an an awesome moment Bryce Harper's 300th home run the the thing that I take away f- the most, um, what an amazing moment for him and for the fans here. Um, you know, if I mean, if you follow me on Twitter or X as they call it now, whatever, um, you kind of know how I feel about the Trey Turner standing ovation. I still think it's corny. I still think it's not us, but you know, whatever works, whatever works. Um, and you know, people are. Yeah, you know, some people are saying like it's oh the fans and what a moment like yeah but like the Harper thing really felt awesome. I mean it was it was awesome. Felt genuine. Uh, it really was just a, an incredible moment uh, for for him to get his three hundredth, especially at home here. Um, I think he really does care about that, which makes it even more amazing for for him and the fans. You know, for for Harper to take that curtain call and to kiss both the, you know, the the, the all the letters on on the jersey and um, and for him to do his usual stuff where he's like raising his arms and whatnot and you know telling the fans how much he loves them. Um, even whatever you want to say, it's pandering. What whatever you want to say, who care? Who cares? Who cares? It was an awesome moment for him to get his 300th uh, at home. You know, going to the ballpark, I kind of had a feeling. I was like, oh, is he going to hit it today? Is it today going to be the day that he's going to hit his 300th? And he does it on a beautiful um, August summer day. And he does it. And it was really, it was what, it, honestly, it was up in the air. And I was like, oh, is it going to come down? Like or is it gonna? It felt like a run. It was gonna fall right into Renfro's glove, and it kept going, and it kept going. And as you see, you see Renfro running to the track, and really when he was pulling up at the wall, that's when I was like, okay, this is heading out. It's, he's gonna do it right now. So what an incredible moment that was! And it would have been even better if there was the go ahead, just like the NLCS or uh, Bedlam at the Bank, just how that was the game winner. But it wasn't, unfortunately. But it's still an awesome moment. Phil's take two of three. Still was a an awesome moment with Harper. And his 300th. Um, also, 
you know, a bit of a downer here. The Craig Kimbrell blown save. I have to to mention it um, because that was the biggest part of the game uh, that we remember, at least, right? Um, from a negative standpoint, goes like I mean, it wasn't just him. It was um, you know Christopher Sanchez had a a relatively average outing, but you know he's kind of to a certain extent earned that because he's been as a sixth starter in this rotation he's been pretty good and he didn't even have like the worst 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 outing today he goes four and two-thirds five runs but three earned um you know uh Gregory Soto not not too good uh you know two earned and um uh you know only goes in a, a third of an inning um the the way I see the the Kimbrel thing, and I kind of agree with a lot of people. What people are saying, I think he would benefit from like a week or two off. He does already have sixty outings uh, this year. There's sixty. It's sixty outings, like seventy plus or seventy um, innings around that. I think for the stretch run, it would be important for Kimbrel to at least get a week off. I, I could definitely, I could definitely see that, um, especially somebody at his age. He's what in his mid thirties now. Um, I'm, I forget how exactly how old he is, but he's in, at least in his mid or late 30s. Um, so I, I do think it's important for Craig Kimbrell to to get uh, you know just a, he's 35, so you know right in the middle of what I was saying there. Um, so I do think it's important that uh, Kimbrell does get some time off because they're going to need him for the stretch run, and it's important that he's fresh for the postseason. So Kimbrell with a blown save might need a week off or two uh, for sure because that ninth inning wasn't so great. Um, strikes out Otani, and maybe it wasn't for that pass ball, whatever. But um, third thing, offense continuing to stay hot, and this is probably going to really leak, and I probably will leak into my series takeaways. Offense stays hot. Uh, I think it's also like super important to remember. Uh, I really hope this offense can stay hot at the right time because they've really, for the most part, this year haven't been great. Um, but now we have Trey hot, Harper's back, back, back. You know, he's the Bryce Harper we all know and love. Um, it's super important for this offense, and I've reiterated that this you know the last month or so because they've been hot. They've had you know one of the best Augusts ever <laughs> in baseball history as far as power goes and hitting. Um, so I, I think it's important for them. Hopefully they don't cool off come the end of September, early October, because we all, as we all know, baseball, it's really timing. 2011 Phillies, um, you know, on the opposite end, 2019 Nationals, opposite end, 2022 Phillies getting hot at the right time. So we all know how important that is. I and mean, even the Dodgers in the past – great 100 to 105 win regular seasons and um you know cool off in the wrong time so it's, it's awesome to see the offense firing on all cylinders obviously they're not going to have as great of a in all uh, september as they i mean you don't think as they did august but we'll see so offense continuing to stay hot but you know important for the offense to be hot at the right time um serious takeaways and i'll offense the, the first thing um i mean they were amazing this series they they lose this game you know, 10 to 8, but still put up 8 runs. Put up 6 runs in the first game. Put up 12 runs in the second game. What's that? 18, 18 plus, 18 plus 8, right? 18 plus 8, 26 runs in 3 games? I mean, it wasn't the series before that. It was like the same. It was like, it was the exact, uh, it was the exact same thing against uh, the the Cardinals. You, you put up what? You put up 22 runs. And then you had the series before that against the Giants. You put up... Uh, 20 runs like it's the offense has just been and obviously with um, you know the the home runs and everything just 
happening just all at once, it seems like. You know, Schwarber's hitting bombs, Casty, boom, I got Stott. I mean, it's like everybody. Um, and that obviously, you know, equates to the month they've had. But uh, in this series, you know, scoring the runs that they did, uh, super important that, you know, and I'm kind of, you know, repeating myself here with what I was saying earlier, but, um, you know, putting up 20, what, 26 runs this series is feels good feels good so that's the first takeaway from the series second um and it's not like even a good or a bad thing it's just kind of like this is what we should expect from because you know obviously as philadelphia fans are hot and cold let's be real and we're um i don't want to say we're front runners like jimmy rollins said like i don't i don't want to say that but we're hot and cold you know we overreact we all do i think a lot of sports fans especially with social media nowadays do but like i think this series was very like, okay, let's come back down to earth with look, like Michael Lorenzen. What I'll start with Tyler Walker on Monday, five and two thirds, three earned, six Ks. That's the type of Tywin Walker I expected this year. Not like you know super like leading the league in wins. Michael Lorenzen on Tuesday, six innings, eight hits, four runs, three earned, doing his job. Christopher Sanchez, not the best outing, but you would expect that from a fifth or sixth starter. It's a guy that has not a lot of experience. Um, I think this is what we should expect more of from you know, your, your, what, your fourth or your sixth starters here? Whatever you want to say about Ranger and um, Taiwan, them being third and fourth, it doesn't matter. Um, like, this is the back end of your rotation. This is what you should expect more of. Like, these are the expectations you should have even for the rest of the year. You shouldn't expect Christopher Sanchez to go out there every time and give you six innings um, and, and one aren't. Like, that, that's not, like, look. And maybe he will be. Maybe he's going to be better than we think. I don't know. But um, just this is more of what we expect from our rotation. This is much more than what we should expect. Um, and the third takeaway, I know we're all like, we're all cra- going crazy about the bullpen. Like, oh my God, the bull- bullpen stinks now. This and that. Like, dude, like, I know they haven't been good lately, but this bullpen's much better than it was last year. They have the depth now. And especially, like, you're going to get into the postseason. And they're going to have even more depth and they're even more well-rounded because the six-man rotation that they have for the starting pitchers, those guys are going – there's going to be two guys because they're probably going to go with a four-man rotation. Um, There'll be two guys, which I expect maybe – would it be Ranger and and Christopher Sanchez? Maybe. Or maybe it was Taiwan Walker. I mean, the the velocity thing doesn't – it makes me very skeptical about Taiwan. Um, But – you know, Ranger and Sanchez, the way they pitched for the most part, like that should make you feel confident about the bullpen. Like, yeah, the Kimbrell thing, he's been inconsistent throughout his career. And we'll see, though. We'll give it September. We'll see where Kimbrell's at. Maybe they give him a week or two off. We'll see where they're at. Um, so, uh, and then just to end it here, like, I know this isn't really technically, I mean, I guess it does, but just wanted to mention also uh, Topper. Uh, says Aaron Nola will be the number two uh, in the rotation for the postseason. At least that's what I'm pretty sure that's what he said on the morning show. Um, so Topper says Aaron Nola will be the number two in this rotation. So, and I think he should be. I think he should be. I've already given my opinion on this in the past, but I think you don't 
I know he has he's had a mediocre year, but you don't. He's supposed to be a star. You're not gonna. You're you're not gonna someone that's like you know been one of the better pitchers in baseball the last five years. Just overall, I know he's been inconsistent, but uh, overall you don't leave him out of the rotation. So um, no, Aaron Nola is not going to the bullpen. He's not. So there you go. We can stop that talk. Um, all right. So let's preview. That's that's off of the Angel series. Um, let's preview the next. Uh, so the Phillies are off tonight. Um, and they're going to roll into Milwaukee, and it's going to be look. Milwaukee is they've been hot. They've been really hot. Hopefully the you know the Phils can help them fizzle out. Uh, so. Three games set with the Brewers this weekend. Brewers' ex- identical record with 74 and 59. They are first in the NL Central. NL Central, not the best division, um, but they, you know, the Cubs are the Cubs been a lot better, and um, it's not as bad as it once was. Like you know, earlier in the season, you got Cincinnati 69, 66 in third place. You know, Cincinnati and Chicago also looking to uh, creep up in the wild card race. Um, so Brewers 18th in run scored, uh, 12th in ERA start for starting pitchers, 8th in relief pitching ERA. Really, like their starting pitching has really been the strength in years past. It, you know, it's been fine this year. Um, Corbin Burns has been okay. Freddie Peralta has been okay. Like these guys have been, um, you know, fairly solid guys that have been really good in the past. Corbin Burns has won a Cy Young, um, been one of the best pitchers in baseball the last couple of years, but he hasn't been what he's been. So again, Brewers eight and two in the last ten games. So it's gonna be it's gonna it's a fun matchup if you're a baseball fan and um, as a Phillies fan, you should be psyched for the challenge. Um, so projected starters Friday eight ten p.m. start time. You're gonna have Freddie Peralta. He has a three ninety five ERA on the season. Going up against Zach Wheeler, been one of the best pitchers in baseball over the last month or two. Three fifty nine ERA. Uh, Saturday seven fifteen Eastern uh, start time. You're going to get J.B. Bubakas. I don't even know how to say his last name. It's Bukakas, uh, I guess. Uh, J.B. Bukakas, something like that. I don't. He's got like two innings this year. So he might was going to be the opener. He doesn't have any starts. I don't know what they're doing with this guy. Um, but they're going to have Nola on the mound on the other side for the Fightins. Nola has been great his last few outings. Hopefully we continue to see Nola with the extended rest as Ranger hopefully comes back. And we're going to talk about that in a second. Uh, so Nola comes into this with a 40 430 ERA. Um, and then Sunday at 105 Eastern we get Wade Miley, a 3-1-7 ERA. Wade Miley always seems to be one of the more underrated pitchers in baseball um, over the years. So Wade Miley on the mound for Milwaukee. And then Taiwan Walker uh, will take the bump for the Fightins, a 4-0-5 ERA. Again, that last game is a 1-0-5 start time. Friday, 8-10 p.m. It's all over the place here. Friday, 8-10 p.m. Saturday, 7-15 p.m. And Sunday, a 1-0-5 uh, start time uh, for for both teams. So let's get to a little around the league. Uh, really want to update you guys on the wild card standings. Um, that's obviously the most important thing because that's where the the Phils are you know trying to keep intact here. The Phils with the loss, um, seventy four and fifty nine. They are five games in front of the last. Uh, the last wild card spot, which is San Francisco, um, but the Cubs seventy one and sixty two with their win, uh, I believe they won. I'm pretty sure. I'm like, yeah, one nothing, right? Um, their second, the second wild card spot, 
And then you got San Francisco. It's kind of been that that third spot has really fluctuated over the last uh, you know week or so. Sixty nine and sixty four for San Fran. Um, Arizona half game back, sixty nine sixty five. Cincinnati sixty nine and sixty six uh, as they're trying to really creep up there uh, in this nationally wild card race. A game back. Uh, Miami sixty six and sixty seven. Not the team they were a couple of months ago. Um, they're below five hundred now, three games back. And I mean, we have to really mention the other teams: San Diego, Washington, seven and a half back, and then it just gets worse and worse with the Mets and Pittsburgh and and so on. So. Um, San Diego pick is not looking good for that wild card race for sure. So uh, that's your wild card standings right now. That's all I really need to keep you guys updated on. Um, the Dodgers are also like I just want to mention the Dodgers are just disgustingly hot this month. I think they're twenty four and four in August. Jesus Christ! <laughs> so Dodgers twenty four and four with their win over uh, the D backs, and uh, you know led by Mookie Betts, who's had an incredible month. Um, so. Dodgers, uh, 24 and 4 in August. Unbelievable. Um, they've really, uh, you know, kind of separated themselves from a lot of other teams, especially in that National League West, which, you know, was the D backs earlier this year, and it's the Dodgers. So, uh, news and notes, very important here. Uh, Ranger Suarez, and I mentioned the projected starters there. So, Ranger Suarez, according to Todd Zalecki from a couple of days ago, is supposed to throw a bullpen Friday. So, Friday, is supposed to throw a bullpen. If that goes well, he will likely start Sunday versus the Brewers. So it might not be Taiwan. It might be. It would. It would probably be Ranger, depending on how this bullpen goes. So um, look out for news tomorrow from any of the Phillies beat writers: uh, Matt Gelb, Todd Zalecki, um, Tim Kelly from Phillies Nation, Dustin Legardo from Phillies Nation. Any of the uh, respected Phillies writers, uh, make sure that you're you know you're following them, and because you'll get your updates from them and uh, and some other people as well. Um, and on the other side, Christian Pache, uh, he's expected, and this is according to Phillies Nation. Uh, so he's expected to be to be activated September 1st, which is tomorrow. Um, when rosters expand from 26 to 28 players, Pache has been dealing with the right elbow irritation. Um, so he's expected to be activated, and they're apparently they're going to carry both Pache and, and Rojas. Not apparently. like It seems like uh, that's been going to, was going to be the case. Um, you know, Thompson said, confirmed, uh, I believe, from Phillies Nation, uh, he confirmed that they're going to, uh, yeah, they're going to carry both of Pache and Rojas, and I and I like the move. I would still like Randall Grichik though. You know, he was a part of these Angels that, uh, you know, got placed on waivers. I still like the experience. Like, I'm not saying I don't like Rojas and Pache, especially like Rojas, the, the way he's played since he's got called up. But I like experience, man. Um, so, but so Pache will be on the roster. So that's uh, that's my last news note there. So. Milwaukee this weekend, and then San Diego. Um, it's going to be an interesting road trip. Um, you know, San Diego is really on their last limbs here. They're they're trying to make a push. So that's going to do it for me. Phillies today, Francisco Rojas. I'll be back Monday. So hopefully, we're talking about taking two of you know just expectations. Don't expect the sweep. Expect two of three. If it's a sweep, that's you know that's that's the. That's cherry on top. So playing a good Brewers team over there. So this has been Francisco Rojas, and I will talk to you guys early next week. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.